Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we're talking about the three principles of finding solutions. I wanted to narrow this down really specifically to when you're having a conversation with someone and either you're the one trying to find solutions or they're the one trying to help you find solutions. Let's look at three important principles for solving your own problems, for trying to find solutions that you want to try. The first principle is no one is coming. I first learned this principle when I was listening in on a recording of a Harvard class taught by Tal Ben-Shahar, and it was called Positive Psychology, most popular class they'd ever had at Harvard. And he was talking about the principles of positive psychology, how to not just be um, not mentally ill, but how to mentally thrive. And he had all kinds of things like gratitude and meditation practices and mindfulness and all kinds of things that actually increase your well-being. And one of those principles was no one is coming. Now that sounds pretty depressing for a positive psychology class, but the principle really resonated with me because the minute I start realizing no one is coming, then I go, well, fine. Then I'm going to quit waiting for someone else to fix this and for someone else to change and whatever, like I've got to do this myself. It makes me a little frustrated, but it also gives me the energy and the focus to fix it myself. I take responsibility for my own problems and I'm willing to do something about it. So that first principle is super important because if you're not willing to take responsibility and start, then you're going to get stuck for a really long time. And it's kind of amazing how long we can stay stuck wishing our lives were different without ever taking action on it. The second principle is this truth for everything that you're complaining about and wanting to change or solve, someone else has already solved that problem in a way that you might just not be willing to. Does that make sense? So let's take an example. Let's take the example of having stuff piled on your counters all the time, because when your husband and your kids and everybody comes home, they just put stuff on the counters. And so they're constantly a mess and the papers pile up and it's just super frustrating to you. You've tried things before you've tried telling them, you've tried talking to them. And so now you're just whining about them because they won't change, but this is your problem. And there is someone else on the planet who has solved this in a way that maybe you're just not willing to. So how could we solve that problem? We were discussing it in class today and they came up with several solutions. You could create a space for everyone to put their stuff when they come in the door. You could charge people 50 cents per item that you have to put away for them. And the last brainstorm was you could just throw away anything that is on the counter, regardless of what it is. There are people on the planet that have instituted all three of those solutions. So you may not want to charge people 50 cents per item because it's just a lot more work for you to keep track of it and try to get the money from them and all of that. That's just a pain. Or maybe it just makes you feel bad because you take it out of their allowance. And so they get less allowance and that makes them cranky at you. And it's just a negative cycle. So you don't want to do that, but you could do it. It's a possibility. For example, for me, when I heard the idea of throwing away everything on the counter and just swiping it into the trash, I kind of had a little mini panic attack. A, I realized how brilliant that was because people are going to learn really quickly not to leave things on the counter because it's just going to get thrown away. 
But B, I'm all about saving, you know, and, and recording and being the record keeper of the family and keeping some of their little schoolwork, not all of it, but some of it and some of the pictures they draw and all of that. And what if somebody's ID card is in there from school and they have to go get a new one? How frustrating and expensive and, and just embarrassing would that be? Can you hear me talking myself out of applying that solution? But here's the deal. When you understand that principle, when you realize that there are people on the planet who have solved this in ways that you're not willing to, it puts the onus back on you to actually decide and realize, hey, I'm choosing this. No one's coming. If I don't want to fix it, in these ways that are a little extreme or for whatever reasons I don't want to fix it, then it's a choice that you're making and you kind of get less complaining about it because you know there is an option out there that you're just not willing to take. The third principle for finding solutions to our problems is this. Your first solution isn't going to work. Again, that sounds so discouraging. Like Leanne, you're telling me all of this really terrible news. No one's coming and there's solutions out there. You're just not willing to do it. And your first one isn't going to work. And that's true. That could be discouraging, but let's look at this from another angle. Let's say that you believed that someone was coming and you believed that there were no other solutions and you believed that your first solution was going to work. Where does that put you? If you think someone is coming, then you're just waiting and waiting and being frustrated and blaming other people because no one is coming to help you. If you think that there aren't other solutions actually out there, instead of just there are, but you're just not willing to take them, then you just start getting mad at the world and mad at God and mad at, you know, how, how can everybody else around me be causing my problems? Again, you jump into blame. And then the last one is if you think your first solution is going to work, what happens? You try it, it doesn't work. And then you think something must be wrong with me or something must be wrong with the person who created the solution or, you know, something's wrong in the world. There's just something terribly gone wrong here. And you get all frustrated and upset and unwilling to try again when really it's just your first solution didn't work. And it's really not that big of a deal. Let's talk about that third principle for a minute. Your first solution isn't going to work. So if your first solution isn't going to work, then how do you actually approach a goal or a solution in trying it? Pretty much you use goal setting theory, not like traditional old goal setting theory where you hold the outcome in your mind. Like let's say for example, that your goal is to become more patient. And so instead of just holding this idea in your mind, I'm going to be patient, I'm going to be patient, I'm going to be patient you instead start experimenting with ways to become patient. You start playing around with solutions that might or might not work and you treat them as tiny little experiments and you pay attention to what's working and what's not working and how you feel about it. And you start researching, which can be a little tiny goal on its own. And pretty soon you have this cluster of action toward your goal. Anything that gets you to act is going to get you more results than just thinking about it in your head. Finding solutions is really about iterating. You take that first solution that you know isn't going to work and you try it and you see what you can learn from it. And then it takes you to the next solution and the next solution. And pretty soon you're in a place 
where you do find the solution that does work, but there's no way you could have gotten there without all of the action steps before that. If you had stayed in your head trying to figure out which was the best way or the way that would work, the one sole way that's going to solve my problem, you still would have been in your head. Whereas being willing to take tiny action steps and learn and fail and learn and fail and learn and grow and experiment and research, being willing to do that and being willing to iterate puts you into new territory where you can see new things and suddenly you do understand the solution. That's really what all three of these principles are trying to do. They get you to take action instead of getting stuck inside your head. These three solution principles hold the key to taking action and iterating in order to find and implement solutions to your problems. So again, the three principles are no one is coming. For everything you're complaining about, someone has solved this problem in a way that you might not be willing to. And your first solution isn't going to work. Isn't that great news? All of those, even though they might sound harsh at the beginning, they're all great news because now you can take action. That action is going to get you somewhere and it will have been worth the effort. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.